Hello, Shannon. Hello, Shannon. <laughs> Are right. we ready for this? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. Hi, romance fans, and welcome to the first episode of A Bookish Affair, where we two Shannons will be your fellow travelers through the world of happily ever after. I'm Shannon. She's Shannon, and we love romance. <laughs> We're the co-founders of the Lake Oswego Public Library's first genre book club, A Bookish Affair. We read and discuss diverse, inclusive love stories every second Sunday of the month at the library when it's open and on Zoom for the foreseeable future. We are novice podcasters, so please bear with us. So, Shannon. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about why we're doing this. For me, and, and I think in our conversations, we decided to do this podcast as a supplement um, to our monthly meetings, in part because we have so much to say about the genre. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like, you know, we've, we wanted to have deeper discussions um, in the actual uh, face-to-face um, monthly discussions, um, but you know, trying to navigate this curse, this p- public health crisis, and what that means to us—it's like we're we're also looking for deeper ways of connecting through this genre, you know, outside of these meetings. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I mean, there's something to me very. Um, there's something very hopeful about reading romance and talking about romance at a difficult time like this. Um, So I, yeah, I just sort of keep coming back to, uh, to even, you know, even in times of, of war and plague and sickness and uh, you know, just dreadful upheaval of, of any sort, like people have continued to find each other um, you know, to, to look for love or for love to come looking for them, um, and to, uh, you know, to, to sort of make that leap even in an uncertain future, even if you don't, uh, even if you don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like (laughs) uncertain future is a really, uh, is a really, um, poignant and relevant (laughs) issue right now. Um, well, I think of, you know, last year when we started talking about wanting to do a romance genre book club, you know, some of what we were really talking about is like what was exciting about current romance was the diversity and inclusion, um, more w- writers of color, characters of color, um, LGBTQ characters. Um, and we also started talking about some of the subject matters, you know, there's some really difficult topics and themes that get addressed, but because of, you know, how romance kind of follows a particular form uh, formula, you know, with a happily ever after there's a hopefulness, it really lends itself to tackling these difficult topics and subject matters and themes while also still holding you in this, like, I know things are going to work out. And I feel right right now, (laughs) like, you know, there's, there's just things feel really out of our control, feel things feel really uncertain. 
And I think to be able to pick up a book and, 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 uh, and just kind of sort of have it in the back of your mind, like, this is really going to be okay. I think there's some power in that. And, and there's some comfort in that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Power and comfort. I like that. I'm very much, you can't, you can't hear it, but I'm very much nodding my head along um, <laughs> with everything you're saying. So. <laughs> we should have little bells on our heads. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, you know, I, I've been thinking about what our goal with both the book club and now the podcast, like what, what are, what is that? And I, you know, I go back to this, like, we do need some comfort right now. It's we we care very much about what's happening in the romance genre, um, and so for me, it's like our goal is just to continue this conversation and to continue to connect through it. Um, yes, you know, and <laughs> it's just. It's just fun. Fun. I mean, like when when you think about the amount of time that you and I spend talking and thinking about this, I mean, (laughs) if only people knew. If really, if if only people, we could log log the hours. (laughs) (laughs) I know. If we got paid by the text message, um, we would. The commentary. You're in great shape right now, um, financially at least. Um, but you know, you know, there's, you know, we've been so excited about the the book club and planning the book club, and 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 then you know you have your meeting, and you know it goes anywhere from like 40 minutes if you are on Zoom and it gets cut off, mm-hmm. um, or you know up on up to we've we've done like 90 90 ish minute meetings um, in mm-hmm. at the library and. Um, but there's one sort of common theme is that there's just always more that we didn't get to talk about. Right. Um, and that it's it's just an ongoing, constant conversation. Um, and I'm seeing that, you know, it's obviously between us, but within, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with other book club members who are, you know, at this point, mostly staff. Um, but it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. And, and those, those conversations are continuing. And I, feel like we're sort of hungering um for for just more I just I just want more more romance and more talking about romance and um yeah so so I don't know the 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 podcast had truly never occurred to me until someone suggested it to us and then it was like oh well obviously that's you know that's where we should be going next um oh, right I feel I'm like there's there's such a rich conversation here and, and yes, you can apply it to um, any genre. You could apply it probably to any book. Um, but, you know, again, kind of going back to sort of what brought us together um, in coming up with this idea for the, for a bookish affair was just, just how expansive it, it is. Yeah. And, kind of its trajectory and moving towards, you know, inclusiveness and, and, and um, 
I don't, I don't know. The, the conversation is just so rich yes. is what I'm trying to say, the bottom line. Um, and so it's just, I always leave our meetings thinking, oh, wait, there's one more thing. Or mm -hmm. did this get expanded on? There's so many different ways you can talk about a trope or um, a, a subject matter or, you know, someone's internal dialogue that prevents them from acting out their heart's desire. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just like want to continue the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is that we just have too much to say. <laughs> so we had to make a podcast, <laughs> which I suppose is the reason a lot of people um, start podcasts. <laughs> they just have too much to say. Anyway, it's a good thing to have too much to say about um, you know, and I, like, I've, I, I've been saying ever since we came off this, it's just, you know, when I, when I try to explain to people, cause you know, you get some side eye when you tell people that you're starting a romance book club, especially from people who have maybe never read a romance or they have a lot of, um, ideas about what, what the genre is about and what, um, you know, what it can and can't do. Uh, and that, and that's just sort of, you know, there, there's not a lot that romance can't do. Um, and more, more people can see themselves in it than, than ever. Um, and, you know, does it, does it like, like all publishing have a long way to go in terms of, of, um, you know, lifting up marginalized voices and making sure everybody has a chance for their story to be told or for everybody to read a story um, about, about people they can relate to. And, um, anyway, I just, uh, you know, romance is doing some really brave stuff in that way. And to talk about that is very, uh, is very inspiring. I mean, we could, we could talk about it all day and we do regularly. Um, so, <laughs> so there you have it. So, so what was the first romance you ever read? Or what was the first uh, book that made you the first book that made you a romance reader? The first book that um, made me like I had always been aware of the genre, and of course, you know, growing up, there was um, a particular stereotype about it, and um, it wasn't taken seriously about it. And I think that's a big conversation for another time. <laughs> this idea that it's campy this idea that it's um only a particular type of person reads it mm -hmm. um but about 15 years ago um i was i was a bookseller and um a colleague of me handed an advanced reader of a book called how to knit a love song um by rachel heron it was. It is book one of a of the uh, Cypress Hollow yarn series, oh. and um, disclosure: I am a knitter as well, <laughs> and um, I never seen a book that sort of was about knitting as much as it was <laughs> that like knitting was its own character in this in this book, um, and I think that's why my colleague gave it to me because she knew I was a knitter yeah. and um I read it and um 
it just hit all the right notes for me. Like it was just like a beautiful balance of fluff, of romance, of action, engaging subject, storyline. Um, and you know, in those sexy bits, <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think in some ways there was that sort of piece of me that sort of felt like a voyeur that wanted to read because of, you know, possible sexy bits, but then, you know, there, sure. That's part (laughs) of it, but you know, you sort of like remove that and there's just so much more there. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I just remember thinking, wow, like, this is this is actually valid, you know. Yeah. Whereas, I never read it. I'd never read the genre genre before. I'd never actually seen a book before. I'd never known anyone who did read. Um, there was always a stigma around it, and I was a very serious kid growing up. I took things very seriously, so I'm certain that I like um, had reservations about it without really knowing what it was. You know, it's interesting because I look back and I was a huge Anne Rice fan. You know, I loved the Vampire Lestat series. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's its own type of camp, <laughs> you know. <Yes. laughs> so I don't know why that was okay. Vampires were okay, but um, somehow romance was kind of goofy or not <laughs> legitimate. Um, but yeah, I just remember how to knit a love song um it just it just did it for me and so I started reading more I see you know right now the genre is evolving and I love it I love the things that come up and so um you know I I think I've shared this with you of like you know these days I kind of almost prefer it to other genres yeah but um so that that's kind of what introduced it for me and that was like not too long ago um what was your first book Shannon well so I I I sort of had to cast my mind back and I one thing I really remember is one of those I well you're a former bookseller maybe you know what this is called but those spinning paperback shelves those kind of flimsy spinny shelves um I did like a I don't know what I don't know what those are called. Um, actually, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, my mom, my mom is a, a like a huge reader. This is why I'm a reader because I like that's just a lot of what we did and what I saw her doing. Um, and so there was this bookstore in Astoria called Paperback Traffic. Uh, fortunately, uh, unfortunately, no longer in existence. Um, I and. I just remember looking at these these sort of category romances on one of those roundy spinny shelves. Um, and I really wish I remembered some of the titles because some of them are truly ridiculous. And, you know, you could do a whole podcast episode on, you know, the most ridiculous category romance titles. Um, that's truly hysterical. And they are still like, the, those ridiculous category romance titles are not a thing of the past. Like they're actively still being written. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I definitely, 
you know, and I would flip through those books while my mom wasn't necessarily looking. Um, you know, I never bought any of them, but um, but I also remember going back to uh, going back to the most romantic or the most love story oriented parts of of whatever else I was reading. So something like um, the Thornbirds, which is you know just sort of that dramatic family saga, but it has this um, this forbidden love story running through it. Um, I uh, I loved the the romantic parts in the Mist of Avalon, which was a book I really have a lot of complicated feelings about but it was yes um <laughs> like there's there's a you know there, there there there's much of concern there but um but it was such uh, that book really looms large when i think about the the sort of romance re- proto sorry romance proto romance reading i did um yeah. uh another author was anya seaton my mom really loved her work, um, The Winthrop Woman, Green Darkness, Catherine, um, which I think were all published when when my mom was a youth and she was a teenager. And she had just been reading those over and over again ever since. She's a, my mom's a big rereader. I used to be as well, although I don't as much anymore. Um, but we both just read those books until they literally fell apart. Um, and when I sort of cast my mind back there, I realized that's that's probably the moment that that sort of triggered that that love of historical romance um for me even though i didn't actually embrace the genre until you know decades later really um but now with the benefit of hindsight i can look back to those anya seaton books and think uh, and think oh that's that's where this comes from and then those those books are still some of my favorite books to reread their the research is impeccable um, and, and they're, they're all sort of tragically romantic. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some, there are some happy endings, but not, definitely not. So they're, you know, they're not romances in classic sense because there's really not a happily ever after for everybody. Uh, but there are some like wildly romantic, um, things that happen in them. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, so I, went back in preparation for this, I actually went back to, uh, to Goodreads. Um, I do religiously track my reading using Goodreads. Um, and I've got every romance I've read, uh, tagged as such. And so I went back to see what the first, you know, sort of proper, this is definitely a romance novel romance. I, w- I read was, and it was, uh, December 17th, 2013. Um, and I finished a rogue by any other name by Sarah McLean, uh, who is, uh, you know remains remains a favorite uh yeah so um so really just about a little over six years uh, it feels like a lot because romance looms so large in my reading life um it feels both like I've been reading it for a lot longer uh, that I've been seriously reading it for a lot longer than I have and also that a greater you know I, I went and looked to see how many books I have tagged as romance on Goodreads and there are like somewhere between 140 and 150, wow. um, which is, you know, which is a decent number. But honestly, I, I was surprised it was that low. Um, I'm just impressed that you're that organized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I also, I also do this with my with my daughter's reading. I have tracked every, using Goodreads, I have tracked every book that I've ever read to her, that she's read to herself. Um, That's amazing. I don't know. I'm not that organized in my in my regular life, so it's it's interesting that I have such a 
<laughs> anyway, but it but it's good for things like this because I can actually go back and see. You know, I reviewed that book and it, I, my review ends with the sentence, I was terribly relieved that there were hardly any gross euphemisms for anything, which, yes. <laughs> which, which just goes to show, you know, I, I acknowledged in that review that this was the first real proper romance that I had read um, and that this is what I was expecting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing to think about as well. Uh, you know that there was a time when I when I really subscribed, or at least if I didn't subscribe, I was at least thinking about a lot of those um, uh, stereotypes that people have about romance, and a lot of reasons that people might say they don't read romance. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't like gross euphemisms or whatever. <laughs> and I say fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was kind of, as you were talking, I was reflecting, I love uh, Judy Bloom and Are You There, mm-hmm. God, It's Me, Margaret, and Forever uh, were huge in my adolescence. And I think there was always this sense of uh, wanting to identify, I've always felt like a really sort of awkward person um you know somehow deficient in some way I think we all sort of feel that way and so there's something about sort of seeing yourself in a romance in which not that you're the hero but like there's still some there's something redeeming about you you're lovable in some way and um and I remember feeling that way with are you there god it's me Margaret and then the um middle school and high school there's a lot of pressure I mean there's so many hormones happening adolescence is very confusing and people (laughs) start talking about sex and it's like I don't know what this is this scares me tremendously and Mm -hmm. um I remember reading forever and it was scandalous (laughs) but (laughs) but it was like scandalous in this way of like I should know this (laughs) even though I had no personal experience but but there is still this sense of like, I don't want to say like I'm not alone, but it still sort of was like, okay, this is a safe space to learn this. This is a safe conversation to have. Yeah. And, you know, it's like to this day, like I will, I, in fact, I just finished listening um, to a book called What If We Never Met? And there was a, just like some internal dialogues that was happening with, the main character in which I really started to identify with and, and sort of like explore, like, where is that coming from in me? What is that? What, what is that place that it's sort of connecting to? So there is this like, and and I, I don't call myself, I don't consider myself a romantic at all, uh, which is kind of funny, but (laughs) I, I, I don't, um, I'm too cynical for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there is this sort of they they are a safe place to have these conversations. Yeah. For me, and that's what I walk away with at the end of the day. Like it makes me feel good. There's all the requisite, you know, like this is this is candy, this is fluff, this is yeah. you know, safe, whatever, you know. But 
it does allow me to both feel good about things and to feel safe exploring other things. Yeah. I, that's, I couldn't have said it better myself. Look at that. It's just a couple of, you know, cynical, awkward <laughs> Shannon's talking about. <laughs> hey, this is what we do. <laughs> What are you reading next? Uh, for the book club or just? Just like rom- in, in your romance. Uh, yeah. What, what's next up in your romance world? Of course, we should also talk about uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which is our next book club. Well, I'm, I'm right. finishing that one. Um, I just read What If We Never Met. Um, oh, my goodness. I feel horrible. Um Mira McFarland. Yeah. Oh, Mar- I think it's Mari. Mari McFarland. I yeah. really enjoyed that one. Um, awesome. um, yeah. And right at like that climactic point of like, you know, like one of them's going to step in it and it's going to fall apart before it like comes back together. I, I literally like squealed and turned off the audiobook. I couldn't handle it. And I was I was like literally shaking. I was like, no, don't do it. Um I got past that. See, when was the last time a book in some other genre made you made you do that? <laughs> you know, like so often I'm just tearing my hair out, worrying that people aren't gonna figure it out. And it's a romance, so of course they're going right. to figure it out. But but there's like the the <laughs> skill of of certain authors in in making you really believe for just a moment or two that, is, <laughs> that it's not going to you know, is, and then just taking you know, bringing you back from from that emotional brink. Uh, it's genius. It's just it's, it's always yeah. salvageable. Um, yeah. So I just finished reading that. Um, I need to finish um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert, which is our um, May uh, book selection for our meeting on May 10th, which will be done via Zoom. And that information is on the website, the LOPL.org website. Um, So we'll be, so I need to finish that. I've already read it, but I want to, um, to read it again um which is one of the reasons we chose it because <laughs> you loved it so much that you basically wanted to read it again as soon as you'd finished <laughs> so, kind of yeah we were like we gotta we gotta fit this in somehow i, so, I will say so we, that the reading it in print versus listening to the audiobook is a totally different experience yeah um, so I'm listening to it. It's, it's just a different experience. But that said, what are you what's what what are you reading right now? What's on your on your list? I am excited to start uh, White Whiskey Bargain by Jody Slaughter, um, which is about uh, rival families um, in Appalachia and their uh, rival moonshine business businesses. Um, so there's a marriage of convenience situation. They have to unite against some other 
uh, interlopers from out of town. Um, and so um, this, this woman and this man decide to sort of unite their families in that, in that time honored way, <laughs> just, you know, just getting married to each other. As you do. Uh, <laughs> as you do. Um, so I'm pretty excited to start that because that has gotten so, so, so many good reviews. Um, and it was one of the, uh, the Ripped Bodice did their first, um, their first, first annual awards. And that was one of the honorees. Nice. Um, so pretty excited about that. I also just um, requested via NetGalley, uh, The Care and Feeding of Waspish Widows by Olivia Waite, which is the second in the uh, Feminine Pursuits series of lesbian historical romances. Um, and what I'm most, most excited about, really hoping that NetGalley uh, exceeds to my request for this one, but one of my all-time favorites, Cat Sebastian, um, is coming out with yes. A gay historical romance. Um, uh, Two Rogues Make a Right, which I think is the possibly the best title ever. Uh, go look up the cover because it's probably also the best cover ever. <laughs> I I know it's it's coming out in June, and I actually that's not that far away. Um, but I still would really love to get my hands on it and read it read it before it comes out. So uh, so I have my fingers crossed for that one. Pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but really, I mean, I could spend another half hour just talking about all the books that I have, like, ready to be read. It's, it's a shocking number. And that might be the outtake. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of music, we'll have Shannon listing yeah. all the titles. She's excited about <laughs> <laughs> three hours later she was still talking <laughs> oh yeah so true well shannon thank you shannon <laughs> you've really like i for for everyone out there i just i have to say that um shannon has been kind of the um driving force behind this and we connected over the the excitement for this genre and for all that we have to say but I cannot understate just how much her energy has propelled this entire project forward and so um when I say thank you I'm I'm saying thank you from a very deep place of thank you for um, for your energy around this for your excitement um, for your ideas it's it's blown me out of the water and it's and frankly it keeps me honest and I just want to keep showing up uh, for you and and for everyone else who who feels this energy too um, so thank you so much wow that was that was that's really beautiful and all all of that right back at you this is um, like going on this crazy journey with you has been one of like just you know just sort of like the great recent joys of my professional life but also just of my life like this is <laughs> like excitement about this is uh it, you know is, is carrying me through and ins inspiring me um in a lot of ways when I when I think I am not alone I'm guessing in really needing inspiration right now <laughs> 
so thank you. This is uh, this this is just going to be like a really long, fun trip, and we truly can't wait for any of you out there to join. Yes. Us. <laughs> This is hopefully as much as this is for us. Um, this is also for you. And again, you know, going back to sort of the original, like, why are we doing this? It's really about connecting through this genre, and it's just doing some really amazing things. It um, makes me, you know, the ice queen, feel things. Um, <laughs> our cold shriveled hearts are feeling things so you know yeah um this is this is about connection this is about fun this is about feeling good and um and just really writing mm-hmm. that um energetic love energetic wave of love mm-hmm. that sounds terrible but i'm gonna go with it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that could be a yeah. That could be for the podcast. Yeah, a bookish affair, an energetic wave of love with Shannon and Shannon. So on that note. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> All right, we'll say goodbye for now, and keep calm, read romance, and yeah. we'll. We'll talk to you soon. Sad, we will totally, we will definitely talk to you soon. All right. Yeah. Yay. Hello, everybody. Need some corrections. Shannon and Shannon were so excited about recording their first podcast that they made a couple of errors first a, li- a little first a title correction it is it is if i never met you by mari mcfarlane also although white whiskey bargain by jody slaughter has received many accolades it was not among the Rip Bodice Award winners this year. Thanks for listening.